Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our August 26th edition of Monday Night Football. And uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. I think that's why we've been on the air for over eight, year, eight years now. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have this game of soccer. Thanks for letting it uh, really be going on now full tilt in spite of the weather. Help us be able to deal with the weather issues, but help us to also just not get discouraged and uh, and just know that uh, sooner or later the skies will clear and, and we'll be able to play. And just pray for patience between the parents, the players, and the coaches to be able to um, make sure that safety comes first. In Christ's name we pray, Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Before I even get started, I want to thank all of y'all who listened to last week's show. We had a record of, uh, audience for off-season listening, and uh, pretty interesting um, um, outcome. I think a lot of y'all thought that you know I was just going to do it what a lot of the media pundits do: pick a fight, you know, put one faction against another faction. And and uh, I, I'm sorry, that's not going to come on this show. Okay. In private, we can talk about what I think is, uh, you know, uh, who we should support and who we should not support. But the bottom line is all the clubs want to support soccer and, uh, they just have a different way of doing it. And, uh, I will disagree with how it's done. I'm definitely against the pay for play, but I don't think that the, the clubs that do pay for play are necessarily at, at fault. I think us soccer is at fault and, uh, for promoting this system for decades. And, and, uh, and so, uh, although I'm going to try to eradicate pay-for-play as much as I can with my club and with the voice of this uh, radio show, uh, I'm, I'm not going to totally cut down these these clubs who 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 train because, quite frankly, if you were a coach and you could uh, coach for free uh, for the honor of coaching, or you could get paid four thousand um, dollars, the majority of the coaches are going to take the four grand. Okay, they're not going to do what I'm doing. Um, with soccer innovation, so uh, of America, so you know, I, I get that, and we're going to go over the um, the uh, um, in a few seconds the results of the Cabosa tournament, Cabosa Cup, and you're going to find that all all of the tournament winners were professionally coached. So, you know, our the, our best coaching is going on, um, obviously, with the results uh, and the pay in the in the more expensive clubs. Although I like to think that my club is putting a dent into that, and some of these other smaller clubs, which that's what we're going to talk about in the second segment. In the second segment, we're going to talk about um, some initiatives some of the clubs are doing to increase play and accessibility of play. And I'm going to also tie in uh, and really be very clear about what the high school rules are about those things and some high school rules that some of the newer coaches that are listening to might not be aware of, but us older guys or salty coaches uh, already know about. So um, uh, I'll save that for last so the salty coaches can check out. And uh, But I think it really needs to be, again, voiced because I'm seeing a lot of gray area out there uh, and it's really got to stop. Okay. It can't, it can't happen. Okay. We have rules for a reason and uh, they have to be respected just like they're respected in every other sport. If we want a sport to continue, it's positive uh, uh, inroads with the LHSA. I think really uh, soccer has become the, 
the standard with the LHSAA, with the way our coaches association, general coaches uh, that are not on the board of that, and in the uh, LHSA executive board, uh, just how well we work together, and uh, when we and we get things done. So far, no split, and uh, I want to keep it that way. Okay, and uh, uh, so that's just some food for thought. Let's go over these results because, being I tell you, it was it, this weather has been frustrating. I'm very thankful that that tropical wave did not turn into anything else. So we have a lot to be thankful for. But I don't know about y'all, but my field is underwater. It's been underwater now for two weeks. It's, it's really getting to be a challenge. I'm going to futsal uh, tomorrow for practice. I'm going to practice on a hard surface because today we got about three inches of rain again here in the New Orleans area. So it, it is it is tough. You can't cut the grass. Um, uh, so the grass is overgrown. You people with turf fields, uh, you're, you're very blessed, okay, because these weather conditions aren't affecting you at all. And, uh, and so I could see how you, you've benefited. I honestly don't think turf is good for the game. Um, but, uh, high schools almost now 70% turf. And I can see that, um, eking into the clubs as well, because it's just so easy to maintain. And, uh, like for example, uh, Stysa had their tournament. I was going to report on their tournament tonight, but they had to cancel on Sunday because, of the weather, I guess. I haven't talked to any of the officials over there at Stysa, but they didn't report any games played on Sunday. And I guess in Shreveport, they were able to get away with with the games because they, they're maybe a little bit further north and don't get the frequency of the rain that we get down here. Anyhow, uh, 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 the, the Shreveport tournament really – it's it, you people in Shreveport, y'all must get frustrated in the fact that at least Lafayette will travel to you, but really none of the southeastern teams will go. And uh, or have gone. I, I tried to go. Uh, I did take my team up there to a street fort tournament once. Uh, rented a van, rented a hotel, and uh, took a chance because a lot of those kids in the club they're not like um, they don't have consequences like to do with high schools. You know, they're not used. Some of them aren't used to traveling with teams and having rules and regulations. So that's kind of a risk. You know, when you're dealing with some of these uh, kids who have never traveled before. But uh, it's really important. I mean, these people, Shreveport, a lot of time, a lot of the wins that they had were against their other age group teams that are. So it's like, you know, how much money could they have made? I wonder how much money Stysa lost because of the rain. How much money they're going to have to refund, and uh, that just puts a dent in pay for play. That means that a lot of these teams are going to have to, um, you know, raise their own money, which is really hard, you know. But anyway, let's let's start with Cabosa. Cabosa, the, not too not too many surprises. Uh, there were four age groups for the girls, which I see as a problem, y'all. I I, I do. There, there were more there were more groups for the boys, and uh, the girls, man, volleyball and softball and and AAU basketball has just creep crept up, and uh, and the average girl really is being pulled away from soccer, and. Uh, uh, if you disagree with me, of course, if you disagree with me with anything that I'm saying, you can post your audio comment. If you're listening to us on Crescent City um, Soccer, okay, I mean, excuse me, Crescent City Sports, um, you can give me an audio clip, okay? You can record an audio clip that we can play on the air. Do you all realize that? Uh, just look at the bottom. And, of course, you could uh, tweet your comment or uh, or message me on Facebook or on LA Prep Soccer. LA Prep Soccer, I'm A. DeRitter, A-D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R, and it's M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L on Twitter and Facebook if you want to get your, your viewpoint heard. 
okay? And now we're going to be renewing, by the way, our Thursday Night Live broadcast on Facebook Live uh, within the next couple of weeks. We're going to be focusing on uh, talking about uh, our predictions for high school. And uh, today our controversial top 10 came out. I'll save that for the next segment. Let's. I, if you can't tell, if I was... 50 years younger, they'd probably have me on ADD medicine. And uh, how many how many of us don't have ADD, huh? But anyway, uh, in the U12 bracket, Shreveport United won. U14 bracket, an Arkansas team won. The, uh, the team strikers from Central Arkansas Soccer Club. Um, so they, get, they did get some participation there. And then U16 group for the girls, Shreveport won. U17, Shreveport won. So it's like, you know. It was almost like a formality. Uh, for the boys, it was not much different. Um, the U12 group, uh, Shreveport United won. Um, it was a blue group in the yellow division. Uh, Shelby 09. I could not find out where Shelby 09 is from. Uh, is it a Louisiana club? Is it just a team that just registered under our umbrella? I have no idea. And then on the U13 group, Team Fusion won. And I think this club is from Mississippi. Uh, I'm not sh- very sure of that though. And that's a, that's a ride, you know, uh, to travel from Jackson to uh, Shreveport. I don't think it's a bad ride though, but anyway, um, in the U15 bracket, Shreveport United won. U16 bracket, Shreveport United won. Then in U19 bracket, uh, the Cajun Fury and Shreveport United tied 0-0. And there was no, uh, there was no report as to how that tie was broken. So I don't know which team won the U19 bracket. And the, the 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 truth of the matter is, there's so few U19 teams popping up. It's difficult. I just finally formed a girls' team, y'all. Yay on the West Bank. Okay, finally. Okay, and uh, we're gonna start our serious training tomorrow and try to get games. Uh, and and I know I'm gonna find games because there's only four or five teams and they need games. You know, so. Uh, of course, there's always a drop-off with U19 and the boys and the girls, though. I mean, that's just natural. But uh, but I, w- I would like to see the kids not give it up. Uh, and I think a lot of these U19 teams are 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds mixed with 18-year-olds. Uh, that's what our team's going to be. So, anyhow, I'm not so sure that's a really healthy thing either. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, again, some of the initiatives clubs are doing and also some high school Here's and there's for you on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll be with you right after the break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. I'm Coach Alan Geroder. I'm the head soccer coach for the boys and girls at De La Salle High School, and I'm also the director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America. Um, by the way, I'd like to announce, since I have this microphone, that if you know any U8 players looking to play and haven't affiliated yet with any club, uh, I'll gladly take them. We're trying to form a transition team, and we're trying to play uh, um, in these U8 leagues that are forming. We've been doing, we call it the Metro League uh, with Louisiana Fire, but now a lot of clubs are breaking out from that, and they're trying to do their own leagues. And uh I think that might be a good idea. I'm not sure. It might be cheaper, that's for sure. But um, we reported last week on the state of club soccer in New Orleans, but this new group, Jefferson Parish Soccer Association, is uh, really pushing to unite all the smaller clubs and to make their own league, okay? And uh, 
so we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, some clubs are making an initiative to try to get informal play established, at least safely. Like, you know, have a referee, have a parent on the sidelines just to just to monitor, but just let these kids play, okay? And um, I think that's what a lot of summer soccer is for, but I, I can't do that because I can't – as a high school coach, I've got to use that opportunity to teach because I can't coach my kids during the regular season. So I do coach during 7v7. I know the purpose of that is to have fun, but in a growing program, I don't think you can take that option. And the programs that are fully grown, yeah, let them play, you know. And um, uh, But this will make it available to everybody. I think you just got to be careful. Uh, uh, if a league is allowing this these pickup games to be played after October 27th, that's a big no-no, okay? You cannot do that. Uh, um, and all you kids who are listening – uh, you can't play for your high school and then go play for an adult league on the weekend. You, you can't do that. You can't play semi-pro ball. You, you can't. Uh, the only things that you can do is go to an approved showcase tournament. The LHSAA has really uh, loosened up on that. Used to be you couldn't do that. Um, and also you could play ODP. Okay, so there's still opportunities if you want to play club and ODP, but it's got to be in these showcase tournaments or or uh, or which which ODP also participates in. So uh, everything else is illegal, period. Okay, and uh, uh, um, coaches in here, just to remind you, there's a six player rule. You cannot coach more than six of your players total total from your school. Okay, so. Uh, in my case, for example, uh, I can't coach six girls and then six boys. Six plus six is 12, gang. Uh, I could coach up to six players of either gender. They all count against my six count. So uh, on my girls' team, I'm going to have six De La Salle players, okay, the core unit of my my, my, my group. And the rest of them are going to be made up from Bell Chase players, which I'm really kind of excited about. I think we're going to work well together. And uh, and that's legal. Now, if you want to coach your whole team for conditioning purposes, you can. You cannot train with the ball. You cannot train with the ball. You cannot train with the ball. Your team can play pickup games, and you could be with around 50 yards away just for injuries and supervision issues for the school, but you cannot interact with the game at all. You cannot have manipulated ball work, okay, which I've seen broken over and over again uh, in the New Orleans area. You travel to, to another place, and the pickup game is fine. Uh, having cones out and having dr drills where the kids have to do skill work, you're playing with fire there, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, I might I might try to get an official ruling for you from Fallon Buckner, who's been an amazing administrator in charge of soccer and LHSAA. But I'm pretty sure I'm right in this regard. I've been doing this 38 years. Okay, uh, you're 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 you can have contact with your kids tactically in the summer and during the season. That is it. Okay, so if you're skating on the edge, look, with social media right now and all these games are being reported on social media and everybody's watching everybody right now, and I hate to see you have a great team, have a team that made some made a difference, and then you run into a team that you beat whose coach does some research and finds out that you coached more than six of your players and then have all those games forfeited 
you be put on probation and uh and the school may be dropping the sport i mean this is too it's too much y'all you got to be careful out there um so um that's just a reminder uh to everybody that uh when you after october 27th there's some seriously strict rules that you have to follow okay now let's have some fun for a minute i know that a lot of the high school coaches checked out when i started talking about the rules but on LA Prep Soccer, the top 10 came out from Galstar. And I, I I emailed him back. I asked him, are you joking about this? And I never got a response back. And I I, I personally don't agree with the list. Do you? Let's, let's see. It's they, they ranked the top 10 teams, all divisions. As St. Paul's is number one. Catholic High, Baton Rouge, number two. Dutchtown, number three. Holy Cross, number four. Lafayette, number five, St. Amant, number six, North Shore, number seven, East Jefferson, number eight, Beauchene, number nine, and Mandeville, number 10. And then they list North Shore again, Brother Martin, St. Louis, Vanderbilt, Parkview Baptist, University High, and E.D. White as just outside of the top 10. You notice anybody not there? <laughs> Jesuit is like, for them not to be on that list is funny to me. It's got to be a joke. If it's not a joke, then I got a big problem with that list because uh, Jesuit can have its way with most of those teams in the top 10 and have had their way with most of the teams in the top 10. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's the facts. And uh, Mandeville's got a coaching change this year. And I don't know if you, you can preseason put them in the top 10. Uh, Boshan has underperformed uh, the last couple of years. Uh, although they're a force, uh, don't get me wrong there. And um, North Shore should be in the top four. St. Amant's been very good. Holy Cross has two state championships, but they haven't been able to beat Jesuit, okay? And uh, I know I'm sounding like I'm being paid by Jesuit High, but the truth is the truth, you know? Having St. Paul's number one? Yeah, yeah. After that, hmm, I don't know. I think North Shore you'd have to put number two if you're not going to put Jesuit on that list. And uh, uh, and then we go from there. And uh, it's going to be fun. Prep soccer is always a lot of fun. Uh, um, it's just it's just so much competition, so many kids involved, uh, and it, it's it's just entertaining. And the kids have something to play for, you know. Um, with club ball, my kids play hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like uh, and when they get off the field, they celebrate whenever they're successful and. And, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot to play for in club ball. But at the same token, there's lifetime accomplishments for playing high school ball. You get a banner up in the gym. You get a ring. You get you get a patch on your shoulder that you can pass on to your grandchildren. Uh, just just a lot of permanence. Where again, if I would to offer a prize, if anybody can list uh, five of the ten state champions on the girls' side last year in Division One. Uh, not girls of high school, but girls club soccer. Uh, I might be waiting a long time. So, anyhow, that's just uh, that's just a start of high school. Look, like I told you, we're going to start our Thursday night uh, live um, broadcasts on the Facebook Live. We're going to start breaking down each district, boys and girls. I know a lot of you are listening from the north. Uh, we need your impact. I just don't want to uh, gas out there. I, I really want to um, interview coaches and get your responses as to 
whether or not um, uh, some teams are going to fall out of favor or some teams that were the dark horses last year are going to go to the forefront. So it's time to start rolling up our sleeves, y'all. I think it's 65 days till tryouts. That's it. That's two months. It time is flying. Okay, so get busy out there. Follow the rules. Be good sports. And let's pray for good weather. That's it for this week. Um, and uh, next week, we're going we're to uh, discuss uh, one of our best coaches in the state is retiring. And I'm going to do some time, do some due diligence to try to have a good show on him. If you know him, his name is Dave Ruckning. And uh, he, it, Ruffning, I can never pronounce his last name, that old Irish guy that's on the sidelines for this club in Laplace called Riverside Soccer. It's a really, really sad day in soccer to see him go. I patterned my club after his, and he was one of the first people, if not, he had to be the first person that I know of, uh, to try to make soccer affordable to, for the poor. And and what a great job he did. And and it's just a shame on the lack of cooperation that he got. And we're going to kind of call all these people out. So next show should be pretty interesting. Of course, we're going to cover high school issues as well. On Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan Derrida wishing you and your family the best. Carpe diem in Christ. And, uh, and uh, I'll see you next week. God willing. Bye-bye.